0: clear that which most do not seem to understand. This podcast is marked as explicit not because it offers a mature look into the world of topics not meant for the young or immature, but because it mucks about in very appalling, gormless and tasteless filth whilst revelling in it.
1: Cinema Psyops aims to drag you down into the very same muck filled with sexual deviancy and decayed morality.
0: discussing the most base and animalistic urges, reviewing the lowest common denominator of low-grade trash ever considered film. When you look at the state of the world around you and you realize how little time you have left to be happy, do you really want to waste that time you have left listening to cinema psyops?
1: So much I I want to see if it's done to become personal and I want to see a band, I want to see the off the face of the earth.
2: Yeah, it's amazing but I think parents have to really pay more attention to what
1: these kids are listening to.
3: hundred sixty consecutive week of cinema psyops nice i'm your host court the guy that's just immature enough to make that fucking joke and somehow make it work the guy who could try and
4: make that joke and would fuck it up royally is my co-host matt yo yeah i would have fucked that up it's all right though <laughs> nice i'm fine i'm fine nice
3: so three six nine we have done this for three hundred sixty nine dudes consecutive weeks i'm tired (laughs) well yeah you just got off of a weekend bender vacation
4: (laughs) god yeah was it and how
3: yeah we both have to head back to work in the morning whenever we're done recording and for once we are actually recording at night which we are now too old to do because i am also tired and worn out and i'm gonna do my best to bring my a game but we'll see
4: yeah well i mean listen if it's the b game, you know, that happens sometimes. What do you you want from us? I think (laughs) our shows
3: should be proportionally as well-made as the movies that we cover, which means that a lot of our shows would be absolutely terrible and we'd be fine. And
4: and we should really be fine now then.
3: (laughs) The problem is the pressure whenever we start doing really, really good movies, and then we have to try and emulate that in some way, shape, or form, but we're going to fail miserably there. And so we'll just end up in a shame spiral of me always constantly wondering why the hell I keep doing this so badly.
4: Yeah, right? Jesus Christ. Well... Fuck it, you know what? When we start getting into like the really top tier movies, we'll 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 be fine. We'll make sure to pump ourselves up. It won't have a fucking like a b- fucking a blasting weekend. And now you're just tired.
3: <laughs> well, at least we're doing Killer Crocodile too, so we can yeah. we can move through it relatively quickly. Because just like Killer Crocodile, there's not a lot going on here. Although I will state flatly right now, Killer Crocodile Two is a much better movie than Killer
4: Crocodile. <coughs> really? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fuck
3: I it. I enjoyed it a lot more and I will defend those points as to why and while you will not agree with them you will understand why I feel that way
4: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm interested yeah no no you you won't you won't you'll be
3: like oh yeah yeah that's why you dig it court you won't you won't even question it whenever I tell All you right. why I like it more and when we get to there I'll we'll, we'll get there obviously we'll get there right yeah uh This week, I was able to get, once again, four more songs. Now, one of the songs I could not confirm the word crocodile in until much later than what our audience will hear, but Crocodiles or Crocodile Shoes is this week's theme. (laughs) It's something to Word do with crocodiles. Out. Right. So and I found four more and they are all different than what I played last week. Four more songs for this week's show for the Pirate Radio edit that feature Crocodiles in some way shape or form.
4: Well, that's not bad.
3: Yeah. And I uh, last week's episode I barely even did very much with the editing. I just kind of put it out as is cuz there wasn't really <laughs> much to do. Uh,
4: it's going to be kind of like that this week, yeah, I think.
3: Yeah. Well, with that with that particular edit, like I even left in the part where we discussed how we're going to be recording tonight. Like I was just like yeah. fuck it. We need material on this it's already thin as
4: hell oh, <laughs> so thin
3: yeah well, this week, as I mentioned, I, I did enjoy it a little bit more, and I really don't want to tarry around. We're just going to f- basically sprint through this episode.
4: Yeah, <laughs> we're going to we're gonna get through it, because I need some sleep, <laughs> I don't get a lot of that anymore, and I'm getting older, which means I should get more sleep, but that's just not how it's going for me.
3: I am so sorry, my dude, that life is wearing you down, and the best that I can offer to appease that is once a week we talk about movies like Killer Crocodile 1 and 2, it, uh, which yeah. Killer Crocodile, I can't even show the respect of saying that. The full name. I just kept calling it Crocodile. And like I'm you, just
4: calling it Killer Croc at this point. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but last week I was like Crocodile and I was looking up the movie as Crocodile. Like I didn't even really want to remember that the title was Killer Crocodile. I was being <laughs> such a surly little bitch, and I haven't been that bad in a while. So I need to apologize to the audience for my poor attitude last week. It is much improved this week because Killer Crocodile 2 is a definitive step up for court than Cro- Killer Crocodile 1 was. Yeah. I mean it's still shitty. It it's still got long drawn-out passages of boring but when it kicks it up a notch in this movie it really kicks it up a notch yeah it it gets going yeah so i can't wait to talk about those moments but what i suggest we fast forward over are the bullshit drama moments and i'll try not to complain and pad out the episode by bitching about that i'm just gonna try and let that stuff be because you
4: bitch a lot
3: (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely so without further ado we're gonna have the little kevin intro that i cut down to remove the steam code giveaways but guess what there was a steam code giveaway just given like last week
4: oh nice
3: for the legion patreon ad so that's Still happening just because it's not in here, that is still happening. Uh apparently. I just took it out because it said every week in June and it's no longer June. So
4: it is not June.
3: Yeah, maybe if uh Kevin's gonna keep doing these and I'll double check with him, I'll just add in the Steam Coat giveaway part and take out the part where it's every week in June. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah, as long as he wants to give them sense. away, I'll I'll leave that all in. So maybe, maybe we'll see. Like last week I fixed it to remove everything, and maybe I'll fix it this week to put some of that back in now because that's the kind of weirdo I am.
4: Yeah, you'll fix it good.
3: <laughs> well, while we're talking about that, we really should just get Moving on And after that We're going to have The Legion Patreon ad And up first Janice Ion And Crocodile Song For this week's Pirate Radio Edit Hey
5: everyone This is Kevin As many of you Probably have heard Bo will be heading Back to school To become a teacher Congratulations Bo As such
4: I'll be taking over The reins Managing and spreading The good word Of Legion Podcasts.
6: You can reach me On Twitter Or the Legion Discord group My username is At LonelyBob Thank you so much for supporting Legion Podcast. See you around.
5: This'll keep you quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see it. you. You call me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting. But that comes at a cost. Wouldst thou like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on LegionPodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts for just two bucks a month you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to patreon and for five dollars you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie all of that available on patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts we appreciate it and thank you for listening now back to the cutting room (laughs)
4: i feel so gross just making that joke you you really should what's wrong with you (laughs) just so terrible
3: she made him take out all of his teeth before he could have his honeymoon night my man
4: well i mean sometimes that has to happen you know maybe she has an adverse reaction to teeth i I don't know
3: (laughs) then falling in love with a crocodile may not be your bag baby That that
4: guy that crocodile was simping for somebody then (laughs)
3: <laughs> oh man now i feel even more gross
4: <laughs> you should be
3: that's a great place for us to stop this genocide song and actually go into killer crocodile to electric boogaloo
4: yeah the electric Boogaloo. first 20 minutes start we recap the end of the first movie um with uh, you know them killing the fucking croc
3: i mean uh, the most entertaining part of the last movie starting this movie with that why not yeah. i'm down
4: of course Uh, Then we get this couple. They're going to go do some windsurfing. Everyone seems to be having a great time. And, uh, you know, the the guy's doing the windsurfing. He's kind of dragging his girlfriend along on another board. Uh, She falls off the board. And as she's trying to swim and uh, there's getting back, uh, all of a sudden we find out, well, then uh, they're all in trouble because uh, there's the killer croc and it takes her and kills her. And we get the opening credits.
3: That was actually a pretty nice brutal scene and the most blatant jaws ripoff sequence we've had in either film
4: yes but i mean this whole thing is just a jaws ripoff sequence
3: that's fair i mean even the music is lifted straight out of jaws It does sound like they were kind of composing their own thing over top of the Jaws score, which is almost even more offensive.
4: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we're all having a good time, though.
3: (laughs) I mean, yeah, I'm already enjoying this way more than the opening of Killer Croc 1 because of one main thing, right? They show the croc. It still looks fake, but they cut away quick enough to where there's a few scenes where they have it moving where it's almost believable because of how quickly they cut away.
4: Yeah. Yeah. They do a better job of cutting around uh, this ultra fake shit uh, yeah they learned their
3: lesson in killer croc one when they shot him back to back
4: yeah yeah so there you go they they're like okay well we know this is all looks like horse shit so let's just go ahead and quick quick cut around it
3: well apparently this swamp is also in the middle of this beautiful tropical isle that we didn't know about previously like somehow it's all of a sudden in the caribbean
4: yeah yeah it's in the caribbean uh, but then they still talk about the united states Uh, i don't think they really know where they're supposed to be at
3: (laughs) it's a swamp somewhere in the territories of the americas but it's an island but it's also got a tropical swamp
4: yeah yeah something it's uh seems it seems to be weird that this is uh kind of what we're doing here but okay yeah so it's, anyway. its geography
3: is definitely what one would call confusing
4: yeah 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 you're like uh what what what's going on guys how's everyone doing Much <laughs> like a
3: tourist from the Americas in the Caribbean you have no idea what's going on
4: yeah I'm uh yeah much like any American tourist anywhere I have no idea what's going on so, um, we get to some guys that are taking some radioactive barrels from the swamp. Um, then we see another guy. He has there called are there his
3: radiation suits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can we just talk about that for a second? Why didn't he at least put them in garbage bags to mimic radiation suits? Something.
4: Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. Just, uh, their, their radiation suits were t-shirts and shorts. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Right. I mean, like, they look like they were ready to go fucking pontoon boating for, yeah, the, right? for the weekend. They did not look like they were removing toxic radioactive waste from a swamp.
4: Yeah. It was, uh, it was weird. It was a, it was a weird choice.
3: <laughs> right. And they're using like these like boats where they're uh, like the little cigarette speed boat type thing, uh, to haul the stuff away. So it's way out in the open and it's going super fast as it's moving, making sure to disperse the particles evenly across the river as you go. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm just yeah, saying. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong, but what? I mean, what are we doing here, folks?
3: <laughs> <laughs> on a believability scale, this is pretty much pegging the zero.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty much really just a salty zero at this point. <laughs> so anyway, it's
3: breaking through the scale and the plastic on the side of it.
4: Yeah, right. We cut to this other guy. He's doing a news investigation. He calls his editor and says he's got a huge story and that he's taking all the precautions. Later, he goes to check out uh some barrels the radioactive barrels and some guys find them and shoot him dead we cut to some lady journalists they're all talking about how they all want more important stories than you know the living health and living section and all that use some pretty bad words in that too uh so trigger warning on that for anybody
3: yeah this conversation was really fucking just fucked oh
4: <laughs> well, it's hard it was cringe hardcore homophobic
3: yeah hardcore homophobic and super fucking cringe yeah
4: yeah so anyway, uh, one of the ladies, uh, she gets called the editor's room, and she's going to get one of the big stories. Her name is Lisa, so, I mean, obviously she's pretty happy about that. Then the editor is talking to this kind of, I think, the owner, and he's not sure about sending a woman to do this, so now we have a sexist thing. We just went through some homophobic shit. Now we're doing some sexist shit. But the editor believes in her. Well, then we just got two some dudes flying over the swamp in a helicopter, and that is our first clip. This whole
2: area is a potential gold mine. I'd be a gibbering idiot if I didn't try to exploit it.
1: Sure, but those damn disappearing barrels are a real problem. We've looked under every rock for miles and miles, but nothing. Zilch!
2: Well, if you boys couldn't find them, no one else will either, that's for sure. Even if they're a potential danger, it's a risk I have to take. At any rate, go on looking for them. But I can't put off the start of construction for the tourist village one more day. I've pushed through the financing deal with the bank, and every day's delay will cost me a fortune in interest alone. I'm giving a press conference today now it's the beginning of construction
4: and that is the end of the first 20 minutes
3: okay uh matt are you familiar with or do you remember the plot line of jaws 2 by any chance
4: uh somewhat I and mean, yeah isn't this the whole thing
3: yeah it's like they're trying to open a resort hotel in the same area yeah. <laughs> that the shark was at and the mayor from the previous one is deeply involved with it does does this look relatively familiar to you in one some way shape or form
4: yes it does <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous
3: okay okay yeah it's it's pretty cheeseball as shit that they're ripping it off this fucking hard but at the same time i'm like cool all right i know where i stand with this movie and i'm actually relaxing and having a little bit of fun because <laughs> this one this is obviously a direct italian ripoff this isn't this doesn't have the tone of the parody that the last one kind of felt like it did this yeah. straight up is like no this is a blatant rip off with a crocodile deal with it it's like brazenly in your face i can respect that more like the brazen f- fucking bullshit that they're pulling in this one just works for me more so far yeah right now the first 20 minutes we haven't quite gotten to the part that really made me fall in love with this film i think that happens right about the 26th, 25th 26th ish minute mark um when that happens so when we get there i will need to talk about how that definitely is the thing that made me fall in love with this one and like it more right let me know when we get there yeah i will definitely let you know but i'm gonna reserve some of the time that is allotted to me here at the end of the first twenty minutes because fuck all has happened really. Yeah. for that portion of the show. All right. That's that's a deal.
4: That's a deal. So, Let's move on then. Deal. The next 20 minutes, when we start with uh, the croc uh, attacks a bunch of kids who are in a boat and a nun uh, this, killing this, this a boat. There's, this, this is, is it. it. Yes. All right. Okay. There's two boatloads. Uh, uh, two nuns, one nun in one boat, one nun in another boat with a bunch of kids. Boingly, you know, they're they're indoctrinating them. And then the croc tips over one boat, eats all the kids and eats the nun and leaves the others to get away. Go ahead, Court. Okay. So
3: we hit 20 minutes and I'm like, fuck this movie, right? Because I have that attitude. We hit 26-ish minutes where this scene happens. And the reason that it's 26 minutes is there's a good three to four minutes of the nuns leading these kids in songs and telling them if they sing well enough, then they can have their daily prayer. Like, it's pretty awful indoctrination, like Matt is saying, right? And so in the middle of all of this indoctrination and this boatload of kids, I'm like, oh, come on, they're they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. No, they're not going to do it. And then they fucking do it. They feed a whole boatload of kids to the crocodile and it's bloody, but it's quick. And you don't really see kids like getting thrown around. You just see blood in the water with kids kicking around and screaming. And you're just happy that that's happening. And then all of a sudden, all of that screaming stops. And I don't think the crocodile necessarily hits the boat. I think they all got up and started panicking, running back and forth and look like looking to either side really quickly, trying to see the crocodile after the nun panics. And they tip the boat themselves. I don't think he knocked them over. He just went, oh, good, lunch, and dove in for them. This movie feeds a fucking nun and a boatload of kids to the crocodile in the first 26 minutes. I don't give a fuck at this point what happens in the rest of this movie. It's automatically better right there because that was amazing.
4: I mean it was everything's everything's all better. Yeah I mean
3: it was really badly done and the crocodile still looked pretty goofball but they're using the shots that I was saying they needed to use of the mouth more where the mouth is yeah. coming at people and attacking and like I said how that would be much more effective it fucking is because this scene is actually kind of of scary. I mean, yes, the crocodile still looks cornballed as shit, but the scenes where the mouth comes at people and snaps on them is actually really scary in this.
4: Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, the croc also, I thought the face looked scarier. I mean, it's the same thing, but for some reason they made it look more menacing. Well, I think the
3: special effects guy that built the crocodile is the one that directed this one.
4: Okay. So maybe he <sighs> just knew how to shoot it better then. Yeah,
3: he found a way of making it look better, obviously, than in the first one for sure. They use the pinchers, which are, you know, the mouth pincher things which are like the best part of it whenever the mouth is supposed to be snapping closed and it's very clearly just a lever because it just goes up and down there's no lateral movement of the jaw it's not there's not a lot of mechanical functionality in this it's just an open and enclosing alligator yeah <laughs> or t- crocodile mouth and it feels like maybe they got some of the better shots in this one because he had he maybe was doing the shots of the crocodile and the other film decided what they were going to use but he shot all the crocodile attacks you know or something that along those be, lines yeah. like I don't know. I really don't know. Maybe it took until now, or maybe they saved all the best shots for this one. Why? I don't know. (laughs) You would do that other than you're the guy that built it and you directed it. So you got all the best shots before the other guy got the chance. I don't know. But this already, the 26 minutes, I know for sure that I was like, this is better than anything that happened in that whole previous movie. So it's automatically better just from this.
4: Yeah. Seems that way, right?
3: (laughs) Yeah. I told you, you may not agree with me, but you would totally see my point as to why.
4: Yeah. I do see your point of view on that.
3: Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. I'm not saying this is a good movie. I'm just saying that this one is everything that the first one should have been. Like, all the (laughs) promise of the first one. Like, what they could have done with the first one is what this one is doing. So, I'm going to eat crow on this one for talking any shit about it previously to watching it.
4: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, after all that, the mayor has a press conference, and that is our next clip.
2: It is with a great deal of pleasure, I announce
4: that once again, our
2: children will be able to enjoy one of our country's greatest natural assets. Our Isabella River, once polluted by criminals, with no love for their country or its people.
1: Will the swamp be reopened afterwards?
2: Yes. What about the river? The swamp and the river have been cleaned up. In fact, right at this moment, the last barrel containing toxic waste has reached the port.
1: Mr.
0: Baxter? Does this include the radioactive barrels?
2: I have asked you here also to announce... Mr.
0: Baxter, I asked you a question.
2: I don't think we've met before, Miss.
0: Miss Lisa Post, from the New York Chronicle.
2: Yes, all the barrels and all the harmful things they contain have been removed. Any further questions? Uh, Mr. Baxter,
0: are you still interested in the development of the area?
2: As a matter of fact, that's the announcement I wanted to make before I was interrupted. Construction has begun for the greatest, or I can say largest resort of the Americas. It will have the effect of increasing tourism, which, as we all know, is a largely untapped source of income in this country. So when do we celebrate this, Mr. Baxter? Right now, ladies and gentlemen. Bravo, that's what I like to hear.
3: One would not think... That access to a swamp would be the tourist attraction boon that it's being made out to be by the reporters here.
4: Yeah, right. Especially uh, when you have
3: all of that coastland that's right on the ocean, which is so much more a tourist attraction.
4: But hey, I mean, come on, man. It's 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 such great areas. The swamp. Everyone wants to go play in that, right?
3: Yeah, everybody wants malaria.
4: Yeah, everyone wants to deal with all the fucking mosquitoes and shit.
3: (laughs) Both of which were '90s sitcoms.
4: Yeah, right. Jesus Christ.
3: everyone wants malaria and everyone wants to deal with mosquitoes if, and shit we're both
4: it's shit yeah we're a both great 90's sitcoms. Sitcom. yeah they i think it appeared right after my two deaths. that was the lead-in strong lead-in, strong lead-in. <laughs> Lisa's not pleased by a lot of this shit then we see the three dudes who were grabbing the barrels at the beginning of the movie they're kind of they're they're having dinner uh this almost seems like a nothing seed this one dude just hates mosquitoes and he keeps getting up eating up, and his buddies put a little small lizard in his food dish just to fuck with him. Oh, this is filler
3: of the highest quality. The only thing more brazen this movie will do is use footage from the previous movie as a traumatic flashback.
4: Yeah, as filler. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, Yeah, the filler is... On this one, but do you remember like a couple of minutes back at like the twenty-six minute mark? Whenever the fucking crocodile ate a bunch of fucking kids.
4: Yeah, it's still yeah. better. It's still it's better. It's still better. <laughs> ate a kid and a nun. I'm yeah.
3: still fucking high from that right now. Watching the movie for the first time, I'm still like fucking just like giggling. Like a school kid. Like, seriously, it made me giggle. I was like, I can't believe they let them eat the kids.
4: That's awesome. That's Yeah, I know, man. It's it's what you always want out of, like, a a Friday the 13th horror movie, but he never gets to killing the kids.
3: (laughs) Well, slashers are one thing, but, like, a fucking killer animal that doesn't know the difference between grown or kid, just it's all a meal, should be
4: eating the kids. Yes, definitely.
3: (laughs) Clips. All of this clips.
4: All, All of the clips. Everything's a clip um so uh uh lisa then she goes out herself and checks on some of the barrels that were found and then later on that night the dude who was really complaining about the mosquitoes he's just out shooting shit because he's annoyed with the shotgun and the big croc shows up so he runs away from it he gets inside his hut and the huge croc busts through as he's trying to reward his friends killing all of them uh, and sliding the entire fucking hut they were in into the water.
3: Okay, it doesn't matter how fake the crocodile looked. The fact that they had it rammed through the hut like that was pretty badass. The yeah. the fact that it was so giant compared to the actors that were clearly terrified of this mechanical thing coming at them because of how big it is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like
4: yeah. It, no, it, yeah. it
3: actually amped up the feeling of danger and they did a really good job of putting the croc right up on those people and still shooting it at somewhat of an angle to where you were focused on the mouth and the teeth and not the rest of the crocodile. Like like we talked about earlier, the, the crocodile attack shots in this one are really well done.
4: Yeah, they're far and away better. Yeah. yeah.
3: Even though the thing still looks fake as shit in a lot of the shots, don't get me wrong, they use it in such a way to where you just don't give a shit like when you're watching a 50s monster movie.
4: Yeah, that's right. That's true. That's true. Um. Well, the next day, Lisa calls her editor and that is our next clip.
0: Paul? Oh? Hi, it's Lisa. Paul? Oh.
4: Can you hear me all right? Sure, Lisa, what's up?
0: You're not gonna believe this. Those radioactive barrels are still in the swamp, and that bastard wants to build a resort.
1: Are you sure?
6: Of course I'm sure.
0: Don't you remember? Before I left, we did the research together, and there were 15 radioactive barrels still there. Now I just checked, and they're not among the salvaged ones.
4: The Geiger counter gave me no reading at all.
1: So that son of a bitch is sending people to live in a contaminated area and has that goo. Still hidden out there somewhere?
6: You finally got it. The man is dangerous.
1: Okay, Lisa. I'll send someone to help you out.
6: What? Look, Paul, this is
0: my story. I don't need anyone else here. I can handle it by myself.
1: Oh, cut the crap. This is work. I don't want to lose you or the school.
6: And just who is this genius anyway?
1: The only one who knows the swamp well.
4: Kevin. Who? Kevin Jones, you know him. Shit. (laughs) As Lisa leaves someone we see is following her. Anyway, later on, Lisa hires a boat guy to take her out to the swamp later that day. So the guy who's been following her reports to the big boss It tells uh, the boss tells him listen, just scare her. Have, pay the guy off, the captain, just to scare her so she's on a plane back. He goes, I don't want it too messy so you don't kill her but just to scare her. Uh, on the boat then, later on, the dude stops it and he makes looks like he's going to rape her and she's like, I'm from New York, getting fucked and pulls out a knife at him he falls into the
3: Can we just talk about fa- how badass that is she whips it out yeah. she whips out the switchblade at the last second and basically uh-huh. almost makes him stab himself in the dick
4: yeah <laughs> and so he then has to he gets tipped in the water and she's like now if you you know promise to be good and not a pervert uh i'll uh, i'll let you back on the boat then the big croc shows up kills uh the guy and then knocks her into the water and we cut away uh after that uh and that is the end of that 20 minutes
3: okay i want to talk a little bit more about the the way that she handles his like yeah. rape threat at her right uh-huh like he's coming at her slowly and he's like really trying to intimidate her and he's even like ready pretty much to do it like he's just basically gonna sexually assault her because he yeah. was paid off to scare her and his way of scaring her is to just rape her out in the middle of the swamp
4: uh uh-huh, because he yeah he doesn't know you he doesn't seem to be that great of a guy
3: <laughs> the actor does a really good job of being menacing and greasy and feeling like yeah. he's gonna do something awful we got to give him yeah. credit for that but the way that she plays it is the way that i wish more films would actually portray a female during an attack like this she actually belittles him she doesn't fucking give him any bit of power at all and basically tells him that whole spiel about being yeah. from new york and like he's gonna have to try even harder to menace her you know and like she has the weapon she's clearly holding on to a weapon in her purse the whole time and you know that that's what she's doing and she yeah, waits of course. she waits till he gets close enough and then basically has the switchblade open right as he goes to dive for her and the reason he falls into the water is he realizes he's getting himself stabbed in the dick and he jumps off to the side to try to avoid that and goes head over ass into the fucking drink
4: yeah <laughs> yep and then and then killer croc shows up and fucks him up
3: yeah yeah and she actually to her credit still tries to help him get him out of the water before yeah. the croc can eat him you know but then the croc jumps up on the boat Boat on top of her and almost crushes her but can't quite get to her gets frustrated and then goes off
4: yeah like that but it, she still gets knocked into the water
3: right she gets knocked into the water too after that but he doesn't know that she's there or care.
4: Yeah. And he also kind of ate because he did bite the head off the dude.
3: Yeah, which was pretty cool. The would-be rapist gets his head bitten off. They have a bunch of kids and a nun get eaten. How can you not like this more than the other one?
4: (laughs) I mean, obviously, this is just so much better. (laughs) Kids and nuns dying, rapists getting heads bitten off. It's great.
3: Chicks from New York pulling switchblades on dudes, making them stab themselves in the dick.
4: (laughs) I mean, it's all great. It's all great.
3: Yeah, there is in this one of course there are long sequences of this one that you just scream at the screen get on with it you know for even just an hour and 27 minutes you still feel moments of this running time but when it gets good it gets really fucking good like this sequence while it's not a great film was thought out really well and acted pretty decently and believable and kind of fun and literally one of the only things that i can talk about positively
4: I mean, yeah, pretty much. That's uh, <laughs> that's how all that goes.
3: But honestly, honestly, the parts that get good are good enough to where I don't care about those filler moments. Yeah, I would definitely watch both of these again and just fast forward to the croc attacks, pure and simple.
4: Yeah, I would too. That just makes sense.
3: Yeah, <laughs> especially this one. This one I will probably watch more and then maybe I'll go check out the croc attacks in the first one after this one. Yeah. <laughs> At least yeah, the part yeah. where the little girl... St- oh, no, I-, I can watch the part with the little girl here because they play that in flashback. Let's get to that. <laughs>
4: Oh, yeah. All right. Well, the next 20 minutes starts. Kevin, from the first movie, he checks into a hotel, but no one has heard from Lisa, but they do know she went out on a boat. So he goes out into the swamp and has uh, finds some boards that are all fucked up, and he gets a flashback of the little girl attack from that first movie.
3: One of the best parts of the first movie that's ridiculous and stupid, and they cut out the stupid parts and leave in the yeah. parts of the attack that are actually scary. Well done, editor.
4: Yeah, right. Jesus. Uh, stop, stop doing your job well all right we're not here for that Uh, (laughs) i'm here
3: for that all day that's all i want in a film is for editors to do their job well
4: (laughs) um so he's out in the swamp he has all that and then we see lisa she's stomping around the swamp um then kevin meets up with joe and they go back to joe's place and that's our final clip why did you come back kid
1: i was supposed to meet a girl at the hotel only instead of waiting for me she went out into the swamp
0: strange place for a
1: Romantic appointment. Joe, she's disappeared. Ah, So that's it. When did this happen? Yesterday. I found it was left of her boat. Where? In that lagoon to the south. And I wish I'd never seen it.
0: What the hell are you trying to tell me?
1: There's another one, Joe. Another son of a bitch. It's impossible. I saw what it did to that boat. There were teeth marks, big ones.
0: It might have been a crocodile, but nowhere near as big. There just aren't any more like that one. It was... the only one. That's gospel, kid. You better listen to it.
1: I know it exists. Can't you feel it?
0: What do you want?
1: Help me. Help me find the girl, if she's still alive. And if there really is a crocodile, help me hunt it down.
0: Weren't you the guy that once upon a time
1: protected animals and nature? That crocodile destroyed my life. It killed all my friends. Every night since then, I wake up in the middle of the night screaming.
0: So, you've come to drive out your fears
3: something
1: like that and the girl will find her
3: joe's back everybody
4: yeah joe's back and they go out looking for her lisa actually makes herself a shelter uh and then it collapses on her uh just a funny little bit there the two guys uh they're camping a little bit they talk more about uh about lisa and how you know powerful and strong she is and then also about the croc Uh, The next day, Lisa sees them out and about in the boat, but she can't get their attention. Uh, Later on, uh, they get yeeted out of the boat, uh, and Joe gets killed by the crocodile. As Kevin was able to get back onto the boat, Um, Joe gets killed, telling him he's got a promise to kill that croc, and uh, that's the end of that. 20 minutes before we go into the final 20.
3: So they bring Joe back, and is he dead already?
4: Yeah, he's dead now.
3: (laughs) I know, but I'm, I'm asking the movie. Like you bring Joe back yeah. for what? He's dead already.
4: Yeah. What what did his death even mean? <laughs> I don't know. It was almost like, well, we didn't kill him in the first one like we thought we should, so now we'll kill him in this one.
3: It just does not make sense. It really doesn't, other than just to have some play at trying to do pathos for why our man Kevin here is going to go on and do his thing. It is Kevin, yeah, right? Guess. His name
4: is Kevin, right? Yeah, like, Kevin.
3: Yeah. yeah. So our man Kevin is now supposed to be the
4: new Joe. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. I mean, that's how they were setting it up at the end of the first movie, but they still felt like they need to kill Joe.
3: Yeah, there was a lot of blood coming off of joe's head when he was floating under the boat but not a lot of blood around him anywhere else and yeah there made it seem like the croc bit his legs off but he didn't want the kid to see that as he was bleeding out like or something because like he was supposedly dying but the, yeah. there were no wounds that were bad enough to make it to why he would be dying there was just that bloodbath at the start and this whole thing is extremely confusing and i'm still thinking to myself why the fuck did they kill joe what would point did that serve
4: because you gotta kill off joe to make you really hate that croc
3: yeah there's a reason kevin has to go for him this was was the last friend that he had yeah and they're not Even gonna kill a lot him. of
4: his friends survived
3: yeah and they're not gonna kill the hot reporter That's... girl because they need that for uh tna later
4: yeah right yeah exactly
3: <laughs> whatever i just i just didn't understand why they killed joe and my disappointment for that was almost enough to start tipping it back into the scale of not enjoying the movie but then i just start giggling again when i realized this movie killed like seven kids
4: <laughs> i mean it's weird that it makes you so happy
3: <laughs> <laughs> i am who i am at least i only enjoy it in movies
4: <laughs> Deal with it. I am who I am. Deal with it.
3: I'm comfortable with enjoying kid death in movies. God clip.
4: Damn. That is. That's a. That's a big time clip. <laughs> we can move on. All right. Uh, so Kevin later on finds Lisa. She tells him about the croc, and uh, as she's telling him about, and they're, they're he's like, I know. We see two men are hiding, listening to the conversation. Then her and Kevin have a fight. She like strips down, and wants to be used, and jumps in the water and wants to be used as bait so he can use his rifle to uh, kill the croc. And he's like, Listen, that's not going to kill the croc. You guys got to stop because that's not gonna, definitely not gonna kill the cop, the croc, uh, this rifle. So she's like, Oh, all right, and she. Gets gets back in everyone's all mad um
3: except for us because we can now see through her shirt because it's soaked. yeah that was really the reason they had her jump in the water is so that she would have a wet t-shirt for a good portion of the film
4: yeah so hey we're all right
3: i mean i'm okay with it the actress i hope knew what she was getting herself into when she joined the cast of this film so
4: yeah yeah so everyone's all right Uh, (laughs) it adds to the
3: enjoyment that we didn't get in the other movie so once again it's another check in the column for killer crocodile too yeah
4: but he gets her out of there and says, "Hey, listen, that that gun ain't gonna do shit." So anyway, <laughs>
3: he's like, "Look, look, lady, we didn't even get penetration with the elephant gun with the illegally packed bullets."
4: Yeah, right. So then, uh, uh, the guys check on those other three dudes and see that they have see the destroyed chat. Well, two guys, then meet up with boss man and they kind of give him the update, everything that's happening. So the boss man says, all right, listen, you got to kill Lisa and Kevin. You already killed those two. Uh, then we cut back to Lisa and Kevin at, uh, Joe's place and she strips down and they bone. So thank you movie.
3: Yeah. This was a consensual stripping on her part and she stands there for a while. And they have a conversation while she's topless and a lot of it stays filmed on her. Therefore, adding once again, another plus in the column for this movie versus the first Killer Croc.
4: (laughs) Thank you, movie. Uh,
3: <laughs> Thank you, Killer Crocodile too. You were the movie we were hoping for with Killer Crocodile.
4: Yeah, right? Jesus. So, uh, uh, then we see guys getting the boat ready to go hunt the other two. Uh, that morning, Kevin and Lisa, they hang out, and she meets Joe's snake. More filler. Uh,
3: <laughs> phrasing. Are we not doing phrasing?
4: Phrasing? Phrasing. Are we not doing phrasing anymore? I'm
3: surprised that Joe's snake upset her so much. She was all over Kevin's last night.
4: Right? She's all over that python so then uh
3: <laughs> let's be honest it's not a python it's probably a gardener snake it's, it's
4: a worm um
3: Ooh, we're body shaming we need to stop
4: all right then they make some explosives to try to use against the croc uh they talk about how the chemicals are still in there in that lake and that they want to reopen it to the public so Kevin promises he'll try to help her find the canisters as well.
3: <laughs> did you notice how much she looks like Kathy Ireland in this now? Like all of a sudden. Yeah. Like
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy got- Ireland was a big deal back then. Right. So- they got
3: a knock off Kathy Ireland and they did yeah. really well in their selection.
4: Well good for them. Uh <laughs> Listen, sometimes you just have to be able to see that stuff and use it. <laughs> uh, fuck.
3: All I'm saying is it's just another check in the positive column for Killer Crocodile 2.
4: Yeah, everything's going, everything's coming up Crocodile 2 right now. Yeah, everything's coming so, up Killer
3: Croc 2. Yeah.
4: Here. Okay, so then the guys they're searching the swamp for those two, and they find the roof of the guy's hut. As they check through it, the croc pops up and starts killing everyone. The others are shooting it, and Kevin and Lisa hear it, so they get out of the boat. The guys get slaughtered. Uh, uh, Kevin and Lisa find some bodies as they're going. The croc attacks some other swimmers and boaters. The other two are able to save them, so no further deaths. After a lot of I fighting, was really
3: bummed out they didn't kill at least one more kid. I really was hoping they. Were gonna kill that you're kid you're really
4: hoping that that kid was just gonna go huh yeah i Jesus. wanted
3: i wanted that family to die before the croc got some retribution i was a little disappointed in that but i also got a nun and seven kids or so getting killed so i'm, yeah, I'm just, willing to let that just, go
4: you're just greedy that's who you are.
3: <laughs> I was just kind of hoping I wasn't demanding.
4: So, anywho, uh, after a great scene in which uh, Kevin is literally wrestling with a giant croc, they throw... <laughs> this was
3: so stupid, but great. It was.
4: <laughs> they throw the explosives in his mouth. The croc explodes. Tons of blood everywhere. As they are sitting there celebrating, all of a sudden, all the barrels, missing barrels of radioactive shit pop up uh, that probably launch free from the explosion. Happy coincidence everyone celebrates roll credits
3: That is by far the fastest review we have ever done, I am sure.
4: Four clips, and uh, I got the only four clip-worthy things in that whole movie.
3: The sequence where the crocodile is chasing after the, like, skiff boarding and uh, tubing family being dragged by, like, the small speedboat thing. Mm-hmm. That sequence is actually pretty well done, and there's a lot of fucking action in that that we definitely skipped over, and we could probably expand on and talk about. But, I mean, yeah. that's literally what happens is the croc is just chasing them, but it actually does build the suspense and the tension pretty well. That final sequence is actually pretty well done. I mean, comparatively, Yeah, it's not bad.
4: Uh, I mean, the the wrestling with the gator is a little ridiculous, but... Right.
3: No, no. The chase sequence that I'm talking about, up until he starts wrestling with the gator. Like, that stuff is actually really well done. And then, he starts riding the gator like Joe, and we're like, oh my god, he's gonna sacrifice himself to save the family, you know? Yeah. And then, the gator's like standing straight up in the air, which makes absolutely no sense how perfectly straight up and down he is coming up out of the water and he's kicking the guy off of him or trying to buck the guy off of him and the guy's just holding on by like the corners of the he's fishhooking the crocodile that's how he's holding on basically yeah
4: he is he's fishhooking him
3: yeah and he's like barking orders and then the thing tries to drown him and then it jumps back up again or it's trying to flip it off so it can bite him or whatever and it's just ridiculous it is by far the dumbest thing that you've ever seen and it overshadows just how great that chase sequence was and how some of the shots whenever They filmed the crocodile. It actually looked like it was coming at them, and the way that it was moving was actually pretty believable. You know, like they actually did a really great job with that sequence, and it's completely overshadowed by how stupid this thing is at the end. Yeah, right. (laughs) It really is. But it is so ridiculous that you are just gonna have to laugh. Like at this point,
4: you have to you have to take it for what it is, or else it's gonna be just bad.
3: Right. Like it already knows it's a cornball fucking movie, and it goes whole hog into it at the end here. Like it just goes for it, and. The fact that she throws him the dynamite and he can get it lit and without holding on to the crocodile, the crocodile just holds still. So it doesn't try to buck him then when it, when he lets go, you know yeah, what right. I mean? Or when he's trying to light the dynamite or anything like that, the way that it's just so perfectly executes with it, opening its mouth, just so he can throw that in there. And then he can jump away and he somehow jumps like 150 feet away from this thing before because it falls down and he's really far away. I don't know how yeah. he does it, but it's, it's ridiculous. The whole ending of this is just so dumb.
4: It so nutty. <laughs> yeah. It's so nuts. Yes so fucking nutty.
3: Yeah. And then don't they have a little thing after the crocodile's dead where like, like he's talking to her or some bullshit like that too. There's like a little sequence just after that. I thought where like, it's like uh. they're wrapping up their story. No, am I, am I just, no, well, they kind
4: of did when the barrels popped up. So like the barrels, it must've got dislodged. Yay. And then they kissed.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like her story is complete. Like now she has proof that she was looking for, her. she's going to get her big reward journalism thing or whatever's going to happen. And he got to sleep with a woman who was clearly way out of his league, so he's happy.
4: Yeah, right. He <laughs> got, yeah, he got, he got somebody a partner way out of his own league, so now he can just live his own life.
3: <laughs> Essentially, he's going to try and see if he can ride this out. I think he's going to follow her to New York, and she's going to be extremely disappointed in him, and he's going to end up broke and homeless, straining rubbing alcohol through fucking burnt toast to try and yeah, get right. drunk and feel better about himself. <laughs> This relationship is going to end badly for him, and he's going to end up in really dark places.
4: Well, he deserves it.
3: <laughs> uh, no. That's just, I don't know why my mind went there. I think I'm quoting MST3K, too, for some reason. That's, you,
4: you might be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus.
3: That's how fucking delirious I am, and I'm not trying to pad out the episode because we haven't even hit an hour yet, and we're going to get so much psy-up news to try and fill her, my
4: dude. Oh, Jesus Christ.
3: <laughs> I mean, I could try and play songs a lot longer, but then, you know, what's the point of that? We're really just padding out Killer Crocodile 2 like Killer Crocodile 2 was padded out.
4: Well, listen, we said we we're going to start reviewing them as uh, how they're made, so... <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yeah, this is a pretty perfect example. We really just moved right through a story that wasn't even there. I mean, if it, yeah. if it weren't for the attacks, which you didn't even really describe in great detail, even though I sidetracked you for them, there would yeah. there would be nothing worthwhile in this film. That is absolutely true. But that the is, attacks yeah. in this are so good bad. Like, they're so bad. Well, yeah, it's, it's still badly done, but, like, it's the height of what you could get on the budget that they had. Like, this is the yeah. best that they probably could have done. I don't think yeah. they could have made this croc look any better than what they did in this film. And while it still doesn't quite work, it's significantly more entertaining.
4: The, the, the action sequences are definitely more entertaining the the people killed are way more entertaining
3: especially when the fucking nun and the little kids get eaten that was amazing yeah (laughs) this is the one i'm going to recommend everybody check out if you want to check out and see just how bad they can get slash good just go to killer croc 2 and skip killer croc 1 because the best parts of killer croc 1 are in killer croc 2
4: yeah (laughs) it's flashbacks just flashbacks it's the best part of everything alright we're gonna
3: take the break here we're gonna play Jimmy Nail with Crocodile Shoes and when we come back we're gonna have some psyop news and try and fill this out to about a bubble of an hour Jesus (laughs) song fit the bill he said crocodile shoes quite a few times there and i'm not trying to pad out the episode by letting that song go
4: longer not at all that was not not happening not at all i don't i didn't think so
3: (laughs) no instead i would rather we pad out the episode with you doing more work with some psyop news
4: man robert in the field yeah our main man and robert in the field he must
5: have an incredibly long penis
4: (laughs) i would hope so I, i believe so 6,000 bees found inside the wall of Omaha Couples' home. You could hear the buzzing. So, you know, just in case you wanted another reason not to be able to sleep at night. I think that's going in the spank Uh, bag. About 6,000 bees were recently removed from the inside of the walls of an Omaha Couples' 100-year-old home. My asshole actually sweat. Thomas and Mary Lou Gautier told the Omaha World Herald they had been planting bee-friendly flowers outside their midtown home, but they never expected the bees to move in. The, leaves, the bees lately infiltrated through a hole in the mortar of its brick exterior. The Guterres discovered them after noticing many bees flying outside their kitchen window and found about 30 in a second floor bedroom. If you put your ears to the wall, you could hear the buzzing, said Thomas Gutierrez, who is a retired dean at the University of Nebraska in Omaha, who used to lead the Center for Afghanistan Studies there. Uh, Gutierrez said that their first thought was to call an exterminator, but we've been reading. That there are a lot of great, uh, uh, we've been reading and there are a lot of great shows on PBS Nature about how important bees are to pollinating the world in which we live. The couple, yeah, that is a fear boner. The couple contacted serious cock, probably could. The couple contacted two members of the Omaha Bee Club who charged $600 to safely relocate the bees. Larry Cottle of Countryside Acres Avery cut a hole in the wall of the home before Ryan Gilligan of Gillies Gold vacuumed the bees into a box to move them. Three honeycombs, about two inches thick and roughly nine inches in diameter, were inside the wall. Gilligan posted a video of the bee removal on YouTube. Uh, They said that we didn't see the queen during the removal, but the next day it was found. Gilligan wrote in the video caption, Goodyear said he and his wife tasted some of the honey before Gilligan took the bees home to his acreage.
3: Their house honey.
4: ha <laughs> ha! House honey. Gilligan said he's removed the bees from a number of homes, apartments, barns and trees in the past seven years. You know what? Good on people
3: for paying to have the bees safely removed and protecting them because we're losing bees. Yeah, yeah we
4: need them or else the planet's gonna, we're, we're gonna be
3: fucked. <laughs> we already are, but like, why accelerate it? Good job for making the bees be safely removed.
4: Exactly. Gilligan said he, uh, he's uh, or no, Gilligan said the last home he did before the Gertiers had 15,000 bees. Bee species around the world are facing devastating declines. According to research released last year, up to 25% of known bee species haven't been reported in global records since the 1990s, despite an increase in the number of available records overall. So... Yeah, we need to keep the bees alive is important, people. Um they are the number
3: one pollinator of our world and without them the plants die and without the plants the things that we eat die.
4: Yeah. Yeah, don't don't fuck with the bees. Let's let's try to help them.
3: I've realized the way that I just phrased it is pretty much anything that eats plants is food for me and that's not necessarily true. I do yeah, also yeah. eat plants. <laughs> I just also eat things that eat plants.
4: Uh Everything eats
3: plants, (laughs) including me. Well, I'm an omnivore. Yeah, you eat everything. Well, not everything. I eat a lot of stuff, though.
4: Oh, yeah. You eat it all, court. Shut the fuck up.
3: (laughs) I will shut the fuck up if you give me another news story, because we still have to pad out this episode to an hour. I will. We Uh, still haven't done it yet.
4: This one from Pete.
3: That's our man, Pete, from uh, Good Beer, Bad Movie Night.
4: Pilot threatened to turn plane around if passengers didn't stop exchanging nudes.
3: Is this real? You should vet this.
4: It's it's ABCN your side. It's an ABC My dick and balls
3: are worth a lot more than sixty dollars.
4: You can't pay a bail? Well I could probably fix that for a blowy. Alright, so uh the Southwest Airlines pilot a Southwest Airlines pilot threatened to turn uh a, a plane around and return to the gate if passengers didn't stop sending unsolicited nude photos to each other. Always oh, looking for wang
3: unsolicited nude photos being sent. Wow that's weird.
4: Yeah chronicled on TikTok by user Tagler Morales. The pilot tells passengers he will turn the plane to the airline gate and contact security if they did not stop airdropping the photos. Shut up. Are you talking about penises? Oh, so somebody was uh, being
3: a creep and airdropping naked yeah. pictures to people. That is gross. Yes.
4: That is disgusting. Um, so it, it, the pilot is quoted as saying, so here's the deal. If this continues while we're on the ground, I'm going to have to pull back to the gate. Everybody's going to have to get off and we're going to have to get security involved. And your vacation is going to be ruined, said the pilot. Whatever that airdrop thing is, quit sending new pictures. Let's get yourself to Cabo, the pilot continued. According to the insider, the incident took place before the plane took off and started when the passenger received a new image. The passenger complained to a flight attendant it, which then led to a pilot addressing the plane as a whole. Marcellus told the insider that she thought the pilot handled the incident perfectly and that she also received a request for the airdrop, but denied it. When made aware of the potential problem. Our employees addressed the issue to support the comfort of those traveling with us. Southwest Airlines sent a statement to the insider. So, yeah. Somebody was trying to use airdrop. They just walked onto a plane. It was like, fuck it. I'm gonna send people my nudes unsolicited. What a piece of shit. clips all that's clips
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a fucked up thing to do i don't care which gender you are or who you are you don't fucking do that you unsolicited is the thing you do not send someone an unsolicited nude of yourself
4: yeah right someone asks you for a nude and you send it then no problems but dude
3: yeah also if you are going to send yourself send a nude photo of yourself, you basically want to make sure that you're sending it to someone that you can trust because that shit will get out there and the internet is forever.
4: Yeah, the internet is forever. It will stand the test of time longer than you.
3: <laughs> I also saw a suggestion where someone said that if you get an unsolicited dick pic, that you should turn it into an NFT and make the person buy it off you.
4: Right. That'd be the best. That's a great idea. Why, why don't more people do that? Because NFTs are bullshit. It is. They are. NFTs are all bullshit.
3: <laughs> well, the blockchain is supposed oh, to be man. forever, though. <laughs> Let's do one yeah. more because we just barely creeped over an hour. This is a really pathetically short show.
4: Well, yeah. Well, listen, man. We're, I'm working on pathetically little sleep. Um, <laughs> This one's also from Pete.
3: Once again, from Good Beer, Bad Movie Night, our man Pete.
4: Woman unknowingly drives 30 miles to work with nearly naked man asleep in her car.
3: <laughs> okay, you have vetted this one too, I hope, because... Yes. You know this how that sounds NBC. ridiculous, yeah.
4: Easton, Mostly Massachusetts... Because I put my penis inside of you, bareback. Jesus, that was police a wrong one. <laughs> police arrested Rhode Island man early Monday morning All after a woman reportedly dummies. found him asleep and nearly naked on the floor of the backseat of her car. The woman noticed the man in her back seat while after driving from Providence to Easton, Massachusetts for work according to an Easton police chief Keith Boone. I'm going to stockpile <laughs> all my guns because cops don't help you. The uh, The distance between Providence and Easton is roughly 30 miles, a trip that takes a little over half an hour. The woman said she believes the man later identified to by police as 21-year-old Jose Osorio must have sneaked into her vehicle after she had started it in her driveway Sunday night. The woman explained that she had left the car unlocked and the engine running while she briefly went back inside her home. The woman had been listening to a podcast didn't notice maybe it was ours i didn't notice that uh, osorio was in the back until she pulled into the party lot around midnight according to the police if you're listening to our
3: podcast so intently that you don't notice a naked man sleeping in the back of your car i am sorry
4: (laughs) yeah Uh, The victim told uh, officers she did that, but it means we did a really good show. She (laughs) told that that she did not know the man and had never seen him before. He was sleeping when officers arrived. He was still sleeping when the officers arrived.
3: (laughs) This guy Uh, is going to probably be just some dude who got drunk, got naked. Passed out in a car and has ruined the rest of his life.
4: Yeah, right. uh Police say that his shorts were wrapped around one of his legs and his shirt was wrapped around one of his arms. The remainder of Orsero's body was uncovered. Orsero later told police through an interpreter that he was under the influence of alcohol and marijuana when he got into the victim's car and fell asleep.
3: I called the it. One- I didn't even look yep. at the article. I called it.
4: The woman told officers Orsero didn't threaten her, nor did he injure her. Orsero was arrested and charged with breaking and entering into a vehicle during nighttime. Orsario also had a warrant out for his arrest in Cranston, Rhode Island for breaking and entering. Folks, pay attention to what's in your back seat, especially if you're going inside and you left your car unlocked for any amount of time.
3: <laughs> yeah, you should always check the back seat before you drive.
4: Uh uh-huh. sometimes yeah, the yeah, trunk. Yeah. 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 yeah, always check because there could be a naked dude back there.
3: So this is basically what I think happened. He broke into the car because he needed a place to sleep. The dude sleeps naked, and he's too fucked up to realize that sleeping naked in a car that you broke into is really dumb.
4: Yeah, yeah, or he was just trying to find some sort of shelter. That's the only thing I can think of.
3: (laughs) Maybe. But maybe he didn't break into the car, or maybe he did. Who knows? Yeah. For some reason, he was in there. Whether she forgot to unlock it or he broke in, the point is she did not notice he was in there, and he did not wake up because he must have been on one hell of a bender.
4: Yeah, he must have just been way fucked up. (laughs) Because I've gotten fucked up on some weed and some alcohol before, but never have I thought about, oh, you know what I'm going to (laughs) do?
3: I'm just waiting for you to say something but clips.
4: Nah, I'm not going to do that for you. (laughs) You know what I'm not gonna do? What that guy did. <laughs> MacGyver ain't got shit on me. Give me a fucking paperclip, some chewed up bubble gum, and a string. I'll get whatever dildo you need out of you. I will. I'll help. Always I'm looking a for Wang. They always say look for the helpers, and I'm one of them.
3: What's that old David Tell joke? When that happens to you, you need two things: ice tongs uh, and a friend who can keep his mouth shut.
4: Yeah, a friend who can keep a secret. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh. <laughs> Fuck. We're like an hour and six minutes. When we cut out all the dead silence, this is still going to be like 45 minutes. This is going to be the absolute shortest episode we have ever done.
4: I wouldn't cut out the silence.
3: (laughs) Maybe I can add in filler from our first review and how much I was complaining about it to try and pad out this episode like Killer Croc did.
4: There you go.
3: (laughs) You know what? Fuck it. It's it's as long as it is, and it'll just work out as however it did. So we'll just fucking finish it up. Whatever. I
4: think it's a better shit than Croc (laughs) 2.
3: I can visibly see without even having to actually look at you on camera. I can see right now the look of shame and disappointment that's on your face where you're like, I can't believe I had to stay awake to do this show.
4: Yeah, it's it's pretty bad.
3: <laughs> with that, we're going to play the Ending Legion promo and we're going to come back with Echo and the Man with the song Crocodiles.
6: If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema Psyops, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcast, Duncan and Bo Come correct exploding heads horror movie podcast friday the 13th get slayed the hell mean power hour hello this is the doom show hero hero ghost show kill the cast underwater kaiju from outer space jerry hates action legion after dark mental health obsessive cinema discourse pick six movies the podcast by the cemetery the podcast on haunted hill the psycho semantic podcast rick radio house of wax dude looks like the 80s
3: The name of the song is Crocodiles and something about, I know you got the blues in your alligator shoes, but he's all smiles in his crocodiles. So it was in there. It included the word at least once. We found it.
4: Yes, finally. Gotta have them crocodile songs, or else this show makes no fucking sense.
3: I mean, it makes no fucking sense anyway, because we covered Killer Crocodile 1 and 2 back-to-back.
4: Back. I know. I'm, I feel bad about it.
3: If we did this as a full franchise fest, this would be the worst full franchise fest we
4: ever it did. It would have been the worst full franchise fest we ever had, no doubt.
3: <laughs> because it's the
4: worst two episodes we've had in a while. Oh, God. Yeah, this has to be... We were going to have to have a come down after the brilliance that we did for Ringu and fucking The Grudge.
3: Yeah, and I tried to manufacture that with the sci-fi action films to start this year off, where I was like, hey, let's yeah. just come out the gate with some trash. But no, no, I didn't realize how deep we were going to actually be dipping down this oh, year.
4: Man, makes those first two fucking like, sci-fi movies we watched appear like Oscar winners. <laughs> I
3: know, I know. Well, if you'd like to find other instances where we talk about how the previous four or five shows, other than the ones we've just done, are better, all those previous instances of the 368 previous weeks legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops dash podcast
4: yeah. Man, I hope they don't That's
3: add wrong. another hyphen and another word in there. i keep getting barely being able to say that in was one there, breath.
4: Was there a niner in there? What are you
3: doing? <laughs> <laughs> is that a Tommy Boy quote? Is that what that yes, is? Yes.
4: Yes. Is there hear a niner in there? Okay. Shut up, Richard.
3: Yeah, I thought that was a Tommy Boy quote. Wow. Well, other instances where Matt has just randomly quoted Tommy Boy at me, also available at legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash podcast We also are available on the Legion Discord chat. I'm definitely showing up there way more often than I do on the book of faces i just more or less scan my feed then get bored and stop looking at it when it comes to the book of faces but the legion discord chat i'm actually participating and talking back and adding some information in there and uh you know we're all having a good time on there matt's been on a little bit but he hasn't been in a while because he's been super busy
4: yeah sucks ass
3: (laughs) i'm also available on instagram as cinema underscore psyops that is our main meme repository where i just post thrice daily on the working day and since it was labor day i decided to take the day off
4: yeah fuck it why not
3: those memes are then immediately shared to our facebook page cinema psyops and then to our facebook group cinema psyops both aptly named for a podcast named cinema psyops
4: now you're just getting weird
3: well if you'd like to find other places that i can get weird my facebook feed Ah. is court psyops
4: oh don't don't they want that you know that's what they want
3: yeah, I've been getting a lot of friend requests lately from, I guess, new podcasters that are starting up or just maybe other fellow podcasters that have been doing it a while that have just found me. But uh, I was actually kind of surprised because it had been tumbleweeds for so long on that
4: site. That's
3: hilarious. But hey, it looks like it's just been podcasters mainly, so I'm okay with that, you know, trying yeah, to build right? the community.
4: Yeah, it's great.
3: Well, if you are a podcaster who would like to build the community, I guess you could send me an email if you want to be archaic about it, at cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com. I just had no segue into this, so that's where my yeah, email is.
4: That's that's you did as best
3: you could (laughs) you could have it dictated but not read and sent to me if you wanted
4: yeah 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 (laughs) dictate
3: well you're out there dictating but not reading kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch
4: On your side? Yep. All right, start recording on your side. I am. One, two, three. Everything's coming up, Millhouse.
3: <laughs> Millhouse? I forgot to download the clip, so I'm grabbing that real quick. All right doesn't he say that after like lisa gets her heart broken by some dude and like he thinks he can get back with her now as a or something
4: i I don't know i don't know if it was that or if it was like something that any one of us if it happened to us it was like something that we wouldn't even care about it wouldn't be good news and that's what i thought it was i just remember now everything's coming up millhouse and then it doesn't because you know it's (laughs) (laughs) millhouse
3: Yeah, alright, so I got the clips now Alrighty, we are ready to rock So let's get this show on the road, here we go Let's do it We are doing Killer Crocodile too, right?
4: Yeah Okay, cool So, uh, anyway God damn it, fucking asshole Made me lose my place So, they, I think it appeared right after My Two Dads That was the lead-in Strong lead-in Strong lead-in
3: <laughs> Nothing wants to follow My Paul. Two Dads That was 90s
4: genius Paul, uh, you know, Paul Reiser At his best, at his best <laughs> <laughs>
3: the artist that made the bed that folded <laughs> that
4: it was yeah. made on the one side and
3: then you opened it up and it was always messy yeah
4: yeah
3: yeah <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ that's a right. show what a fucking yeah. outtake
4: Hi,
3: <laughs> despite Lisa. all my side tracks, we're oh. fucking cruising we through this
4: we sure. really are what's up
3: <laughs> this is being more disrespected than fucking Bruno Mattei films for length of talking right our main man Robert in the field oh I don't have the clips up give me two seconds all
4: right. he must have an incredibly long penis
3: While you're out there dictating but not reading, kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch. That was a weird one that you went dictate. I was like, I got nothing else, so I guess I'll just jump on this.
4: Got nowhere else. All right. Well, I have nothing else left, so I'm done.
5: (laughs) You stopped recording?
4: Yep.